Hello everyone and welcome back for another episode of Red Rum Mysteries. Get some popcorn, grab a drink, and follow along with us as we travel to a small town in Kansas called Hayes for this story. Stay tuned you guys. Tonight's episode is season one, episode 10, and it's called Strange Happenings in Kansas City. Robert Ray Courtney was born on September 15, 1952 in Hayes, Kansas. Robert's father was a traveling minister who loved his son dearly and even went as far as calling him the ideal son. Robert attended Wichita South High School and played trombone. Robert soon graduated high school and decided to become a pharmacist. He attended the School of Pharmacy at the University of Missouri, Kansas City and graduated in the year 1975. Robert worked very hard, or so it seemed, at his job at the Research Medical Tower Pharmacy in Kansas City, Missouri. Robert worked so hard that within 11 years of graduating college, he had become the new owner of his job in 1986. So the pharmacy was now Robert's and it seemed the sky was the limit. Robert would also go on to become a deacon at Northland Cathedral, a megachurch located in Kansas City. But unfortunately, Robert seemed to be great at everything but his love life. And by the year 1994, Robert was on his third marriage. Soon everyone would start to realize Robert wasn't the man he appeared to be. In fact, he was nothing more than a wolf in sheep's clothing. As far as can be traced back, being 1990, Robert began purchasing pharmaceutical drugs on the gray market, which was already illegal on its own, but he didn't stop there and started to dilute the legal drugs as well. Both of these practices were to increase profits substantially. Sadly, no one would catch on to until this was too late. Suspicions were only raised when patients requiring chemotherapy drugs didn't have the usual side effects. Families as well as specific sales members, a certain one for the company Eli Lilly, Daryl Ashley, began to notice peculiar conditions in the patients. Most patients weren't having any hair or weight loss, nausea, and other symptoms that usually happen in chemotherapy patients. Mr. Ashley noticed upon further investigation that Courtney was selling three times the amount of drugs he had bought. An investigation was launched, but with no further evidence found, it was soon closed. Let's skip forward to the year 2001 to the office of Dr. Verda Hicks, an oncologist who worked in Courtney's building. Several of her nurses noticed the lacking side effects as before in the chemotherapy patients. Mr. Ashley was contacted and began to wonder if Dr. Hicks' patients were getting their full doses of the prescribed drugs. He reviewed the utilization records again and discovered the same pattern he had seen in 1998 was again happening. Courtney was selling the same drugs from before, which were Ginzar, for $20 less than what he was getting it for, which would mean substantial loss if everything was correct. 
Now who on earth would purposely charge their clients hundreds less? Only a fraud, that is. Also, with the lack of side effects and patience, Mr. Ashley also suspected Courtney of diluting the drugs as well. Dr. Hicks, around the same time, also started to suspect something was going wrong. Little side effects, worsening conditions, plus dirt cheap prices. This prompted Dr. Hicks to send in the drugs Courtney gave her to be treated. As soon as Dr. Hicks received the results back, she severed ties with Courtney and notified the FBI. The FBI and FDA soon launched investigations after much reluctance at the thought that a pharmacist would even do such a thing. The FDA then ran tests on the drugs in their forensic chemistry lab and returned the finding that almost at absolute most there was 39% of the actual drug and as little as 15% of the actual drug in some other cases. Investigators realized while he should have been using $3,000 worth of chemotherapy drugs in his infusions, he was only using $700 worth of it. Investigators compare these drugs Courtney made up to being just as powerful as giving the patients a syringe full of saline. On August 13, 2001, Research Medical Tower Pharmacy, owned by Courtney, was raided, and on August 14, the facility was shut down. On August 15th, Courtney was arrested and charged with one count of adultering and misbranding drugs and soon confessed with a list of three medications that he had diluted, which affected a list of 34 patients. On August 23rd, 2001, Courtney was indicted on 20 counts of tampering with consumer products and adulterating and misbranding drugs. I want to say that several victims as well as authorities wanted him charged with the deaths of multiple patients, but authorities felt it would be too hard to prove. It is believed Courtney was a serial killer. Courtney was also named as a defendant in about 300 fraud and wrongful death suits. A few of the pharmaceutical companies who provided the drugs pre-infusion were also sued and have been settled and paid. On August 20th, 2002, Courtney pleaded guilty to 20 federal counts of tampering and adulterating the drugs, Taxol and Gemsar. Law enforcement estimates, along with Courtney's confession, that from 1992 to 2001, Courtney diluted 98,000 prescriptions from 400 doctors, which were in turn given to 4,200 patients. He also admitted to diluting 72 different other kinds of drugs. The different drug dilutions range all the way from fertility treatments to drugs for AIDS patients. I'd just like to end this episode with sending my condolences out to all the families affected by this monster, as well as my dear friend's daughter, who also passed due in part to Courtney. Last year in 2020, Courtney was considered for release seven years early due to the COVID pandemic, but due to community and petitions from churches, he was turned down on September 1st, 2020. Courtney is currently doing his time at a federal facility called Gilmore Federal Correctional Institution in Colorado. His earliest possible release date is on November 20th, 2027, and I hope God willingly he's turned down. 
That's all for this episode, you guys. But until next time, stay safe and stay vigilant, my friends.